Tonight, we're going to kick off a series, uh, and it's kind of like about relationships, but mostly about life. They kind of go hand in hand. Um, and honestly, what inspired it is I was watching Netflix. Like, I was watching Netflix like we all do, about like uh, maybe a month ago. And I was watching the show Love is Blind. Has anybody seen Love is Blind? Okay, is anybody, did anybody see the last episode, the reunion episode? Anybody seen the reunion episode? So if you don't know what Love is Blind is, real quick, it's okay. You don't have to watch four seasons to figure it out. This is what they do. They take a bunch of guys and take a bunch of girls. They sit them across from each other to have conversations, but there's a, like a partitioner in between. Like you're having a conversation with a girl or a guy, but you can't see their face. You can't see who they physically are. And the idea is to fall in love emotionally and not physically. And then at the end, they reveal themselves. They get married and all this other stuff. So they have this reunion episode. Uh, some of the couples got married. So there's like a couple, there's like three or four married couples. There's some couples that like started to get married and dated and then broke up. And there's some couples that they just stayed single. When I was watching the reunion episode and at the very end, like the host of the show, he, he said something that just made me mad. I was like, dude, why would you say that? Like it's the worst advice you could give just about anybody. But it's advice that we commonly believe and advice that we commonly hear. But it made me mad because he said it like six times. And this is what he said. This is a quote from like I went back. I looked at the captions. This is a direct quote from it. He says this, there is only one truth that matters, and that's your truth. Live your truth. All of you up here, live your truth. You're going to be fine. So here he has on these stage some people that are dating, some people that are married, some people that are just single, and he's telling them, just live your truth. You live your truth, you're going to be fine. Just live your truth. Do whatever you want. Be happy. Live your truth. And I heard him here. I heard him say, live your truth, like six times. I was ready to just like throw a chair at the TV. I was like, dude, that is the worst advice you could give somebody. But that is advice that we hear all the time, right? That's advice that, that we hear through social media, through friends, like, hey, man, hey, girl, live your truth. Hey, dude, live your truth. Do what makes you happy. You live your truth. Like, what does that even mean? What does it mean to even live your truth? So I was Googling, like, what does it mean to live your truth? And I got a definition from the journal life, and it says this. To live in your truth simply means to live as your most authentic self, doing things daily that bring you happiness and joy living as true to yourself as possible. But that's, I mean, that's advice we all hear, right? Has anybody ever heard that before, like live your truth? Has anybody heard somebody say that? Or maybe somebody tell you that? Like, hey, you just gotta be happy. You just gotta live your truth. You're gonna be straight. But here's the problem with living your truth. Like right now, we got like 40-something people in here. If I told all you guys to live your truth and do what makes you happy, there's gonna be 40 different versions of truth and 40 different versions of happiness. That's gonna be played out. Like living your truth, it is absolute it's just a terrible, terrible advice. And it's made me so mad. And, and it's honestly, it's a lie that we've been sold almost. Like this idea of, hey, you just got to do what you want in this world. Do what you want in this world. Live your truth. Be happy. Don't worry about anybody else. Don't worry about morals. Don't worry about opinions. As long as you're happy, believe what you want. Do what you want. If it doesn't affect anybody else, it's okay. Just be happy. Live your truth. Don't worry about all this other stuff. Just do you. Just you, you do you, boo, type thing. I mean, that's what, that's what people tell us, but, but there's no, and with that, like if I told all you guys, go live your truth, there's gonna be 40 different versions of truth and not one true source. Like all, everybody's gonna have their own opinion or idea of saying, hey, I'm right, you're wrong. Why are you right? Why are you wrong? Who, do, who are you to tell me that I'm right or wrong? There's gonna be 40 different debates over what is true, what is right, what is wrong. Man, that's why people get hurt. That's why relationships fail. That's why this whole dating world that we're in right now is absolutely atrocious. It's because everyone's living the truth, 
right? If you were to approach somebody, whether if you're trying to date or you are married or you are dating, man, that's why relationships fail. We could get people saying, oh, look, I can date as many people as I want because it's my truth. I can go sleep around and do what I want because it's my truth. I can go send pictures to what I want because it's my truth. I can do what I want. Who are you to tell me what's wrong with me? Like, and that's why this whole thing is skewed and it's outrageous. That's what makes it hard. Right? That's what makes this whole, like our age, 18 and 25, that's what makes it tough. That we're trying to navigate everybody else's opinion and truths, and we're trying to do our own thing, but also trying to make them happy, and it's terrible. It's like, I expect, man, there's just so much stuff that's just bad with that phrase. And it just, as you can tell, I get passionate about that phrase. When I hear somebody say, live your truth, I want to smack them in the name of Jesus. But, like, metaphorically with the Bible and pray over them, that's what I mean. But this is, like I said, and, and it's not just applying to relationships, like, not just in the form of relationships. Yes, it's terrible relationship advice to live your truth. Just in life. Right? Hey, go and live your truth in just life. Drink what you want. Do what you want. Go to where you want. Go whatever. Do, spend the money the way you want. You know, smoke whatever you want. Do whatever makes you happy. Nobody else can tell you you're right. Nobody else can tell you you're wrong. Do what makes you happy. Live your truth. Don't worry about morals. Don't worry about religion. Like, don't worry about this other stuff. And living your truth it's a lie. Like that phrase that people tell us, that culture tells us, that social media tells us, that is a lie that we have bought. And it is terrible. And I'm sorry. I really am. Like I truly am sorry for anybody who has bought that lie of live your truth. Because it leaves you clueless. It leaves you searching like, hey man, I'm trying to do what makes me happy, but all these 50 things make me happy. So I got to try each 50 thing 50 different times. Or I got to do relationships this way because this person said that and I got to do this this way, but it didn't work out this way. So now I got to try it this way. And I'm like, I'm sorry, like, because it makes it makes the, the water a little bit muddy and it's just it's hard. And I'm sorry. I truly am. Like, If you bought that truth that live, if you bought that lie to live your truth and you maybe you're living it right now. Like you're trying to figure out what that means to live your truth. And you're, you're exploring that right now. Maybe you tried it in the past. and You can testify that it probably wasn't the best idea. And maybe somebody got hurt or you got hurt. Maybe you're about to explore it. Whatever it is, I would encourage you to explore that. But it's a lie that we have been sold, and I truly am sorry. I mean, I remember I tried to live my truth. Like, when I graduated high school, like, 2018 to 2020, like, what does that look like to live my truth? What makes me happy? What do I have to do to, to do these things? And it left me scarred. I, I can remember that. Like, it left me scarred. And I'm pretty sure most of us can testify, like, hey, maybe we've done some things to try to explore some things, and now we're scarred. Maybe we're still in the middle of trying to explore that right now. So then that leads us to the question, if live your truth is just terrible advice, then what advice should we follow? Right, it goes back to those questions that we talked about, about, talked about a little bit earlier, a definition of truth. Like, what is truth? Right? Like, if we're trying to find, to live your truth, yes, it's good to live a truth, but it just depends on what truth you're living. That means we got to figure out, like, what is the truth that we need to live out? And when Jesus was about to go to the cross to be crucified, he had this conversation with Pilate, and Pilate asked him that question too. It's in uh, John 18, 38. It says this, what is truth? Pilate said to him, him being Jesus, what is truth? So Pilate and Jesus have this conversation. Jesus is about to go to the cross. Pilate said to him, what is truth? Then after he said this, he went back outside to the Jews and told them, I find no guilt in him. So I just want to get that, that ball rolling, that Pilate was even asking Jesus before he's about to be crucified, like, what is truth? Like, even Pilate didn't even know. Like, what is truth? Like, what are we doing here? And that's the question we're all asking, too. Maybe we're not verbally asking it to people for advice, but we're thinking it. Like, hey, what is true? How should I live my life? Like, what is the path that I need to walk on? 
Like, what do I need to do? Like, what is true in this world? I got 50 different people telling me 50 different things that they're all right. Not all of them can be right. So which one is right? Like, what is truth? That's what we're going to try to define tonight. What is truth and how to live that actually out. So if we're going we're gonna to go, we're going to bounce around a little bit. You guys know to, if you're like sword drill Bible warriors, get your thumbs ready. We're about to start flipping. Here we go. So first, we're going to start in Titus 1-2. And Paul was writing this letter to Titus, and he gives a characteristic of God in Titus 1-2. And this is a characteristic of God that is written. In hope of eternal life, which God, who does what? Never lies. So we got God who never lies, promised before the ages begin. So if God never lies, if God lies, then he's not God. I want to establish that right now. God cannot lie. God never lies. If God ever did lie, he would not be God. Let's just establish that foundation right now. God cannot lie. So if somebody cannot lie, what does that mean? They're full of truth, right? We're about to do the communicative property of addition right now. Just so you guys know, any any mathematicians here. Um, But so we got God cannot lie. God never lies. Let's just establish that now. And we're going to take what God did now, and we're going to go to 2 Timothy 3.16. And this is what God did in 2 Timothy 3.16. All Scripture, so talking about this Bible, all Scripture is breathed out by God, profitable, profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. So when it says all Scripture is breathed out by God, it means all Scripture is approved by God. So every verse in this book, God gave the check mark to. He said, hey, yes, like that's cool. That can be in there. Cross that T, dot that I, throw a comma here, say this. Like God gave the stamp of approval of everything in this Bible. So now we're, this is where, now we're about to do some math here. So if God cannot lie and God wrote the Bible, then what does that mean? The Bible is truth, right? If A equals B and B equals C, that means A equals C for all my math people out there. So we got a guy, a God who cannot lie, breathed out and inspired this entire Bible. Like he gave the check mark too. So this entire Bible is full of truth. All right, so now we're going to flip back to that conversation with Jesus and Pilate in John 18, 37. And this is, so, Jesus, so Pilate asked Jesus, what is truth? And this is why Pilate asked Jesus, what is truth? So Jesus is talking. Well, not, Pilate is asking Jesus, you are a king then, said Pilate. Jesus answered him, you say that I am a king. In fact, the reason I was born, so the reason I was born, Jesus was born, and came into this world is to testify of truth. Everyone on the side of truth listens to me. So Jesus makes that statement, and then Pilate asks him, what is truth? But if you look what Jesus said, he said, hey, everybody on the side of truth listens to me. Everybody on the side of truth listens to Jesus. There's only two sides. You're either on the side of truth, listening to Jesus, or you're on a side of 50 other things trying to explain 50 different things of why everything is right and wrong. There's only two sides. So you got everybody who sides with Jesus, meaning you are a Christ follower, you are a disciple of Jesus, you're abiding in the word, you're on the side of truth. Then you got the whole other side is our culture, it's our world, live your truth, do your thing, do what makes you happy type deal. So there's only two sides. So I just want to establish that foundation. God cannot lie. God inspired the Bible. Jesus comes in right before he has to go to the cross and says, hey, Everybody on my team, everybody on my side listens to truth, listens to my voice. So, and right after, we're going to stay in John chapter 8. If you look down after John chapter 8, Jesus talks about truth. He talks about truth a little bit more. 
he even says, uh, when he talks about truth, he goes to talking about lies. That they counteract, right? You, if you got a truth, then you have a lie. Oh, my voice cracked. A lie. There we go. Um, so if, you got, if you're talking about truth, Jesus talks about lies. So we're in John 8.32. Now we're going to flip down to John 8.44. And this is what Jesus says in John 8.44. He's, he's talking to some Pharisees right now and religious leaders. Jesus said this, you belong to your father, the devil. This is the only time Jesus calls the devil a father of anything. The only time Jesus, in the entire Bible, the only time Jesus calls the devil a father of anything. And Jesus says this, you belong to your father, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desire. He was, talking about the devil, he was a murderer from the beginning, not holding the truth. No truth, not holding the truth in him. When he lies, when the devil lies, when Satan lies, he speaks his native tongue. For he is a liar and the father of lies. So when anytime the devil speaks, he's speaking his native tongue. Like that is his language. He's the creator and father of lies. So if we go, if we kind of track here, Jesus talks about truth. He says, hey, I'm on the side of truth. That's who I am. Then he talks about lies. And it's, it's, it's kind of nice to figure out what the truth does now. Right, because if we have this Bible, we know, hey, God is truth. Jesus is truth. Jesus even said, hey, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. Anybody comes to the Father, nobody comes to the Father except through me. Jesus even verbally said himself, like, hey, bro, it's me. I'm the truth. If you're on my side, I'm the truth. Jesus even said that, and let's figure out what the truth does. This is John 8, 32. Again, right before he talks about lies, he says this, then you will know the truth. Like, hey, then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. So if, you, if you're tracking with me, Jesus says, hey, the truth is going to set you free, but we already proven that God is the truth. Jesus and God, the Trinity, the triune of God, same God. Jesus says, hey, I am the truth, and I, the truth, is going to set you free. But what is he setting you free from? See, when I always read that verse when I was little, I was like, okay, maybe if I just tell the truth and be honest, I won't be grounded. I'll be set free from being grounded type deal. That's not what he's talking about. Because if you're, you're being set free from, if you're, Having the truth being set free, he's being set, you're being set free from lies. Because if you're tracking, Jesus talks, he goes talking from truth to lies, from John 8.32 to John 8.44. But if we look at the lies, Satan is the creator and father of lies. So Jesus being the truth, Satan being lies, the truth, Jesus, is setting you free from Satan, from the devil. Like there, we just sung about it. There's no mountain he can't move. Those mountains have to bow down. So that is what Jesus does. But when we try to live our truth, we're expecting different truths to set us free. It doesn't work. We turn to other things to set us free. Like we got this bondage. We got this shame. Maybe we're hurt. Maybe we're, we're comparing ourselves to, to different people. We're in some kind of darkness. We're isolated. And we want to get out of it. But we turn to other things to set us free. That's why we start. That's why people get hurt. Relationships get broken. That's when sin starts to creep in a lot. That's when addictions start to creep in a lot. And it's not like we want that. Like, we want to be set free, right? We don't want to carry around this bondage of, of chains and sin. Like, we, nobody wants to carry that around. Like, we would love to just be free. But we're turning to other things to set us free because we're trying to live our truth. That's what, again, and that is a lie, and I am sorry. For anybody who has bought that lie, I am sorry because I know and I can feel your pain of just wanting to be set free. Wanting to be set free from all of this. That means you got to start turning to the truth that sets people free. And that's what Jesus does. So I want to encourage you tonight. 
right? If you're here and you bought that lie, you've tried to live your truth, maybe you're scared, maybe you feel hurt, maybe you're shameful a little bit of some choices, let Jesus set you free. So how does that happen? I, and I know that sounds mystical and magical. And it's like, Josh, that sounds great, but you don't know about this. Like, Josh, I would love to be set free from this, but bro, you just don't know. Right, I have no idea. But the God who died on the cross for you knew everything that you were going to do and did do and still chose to die for you. That's how awesome he is. Romans 5, 8. And there's nothing, this is what I want to talk about. Don't let these lies creep in. Right? Don't let, don't let these lies creep in. And this is what I mean. Like, hey, I want to be set free. I want to get rid of this sin. I want to get rid of these chains. I want to be set free. But you don't know about blank. This sin is too much. I've lost my virginity. I've got drunk. I've done these things. Like, we, these things that you just don't know about. And you got to turn to Jesus. Jesus, he, he can cleanse He can purify you. He can redeem you. Because that's who he does. That's what he does. That's what he loves to do. He's the redemption story. He is the love story. He wants to redeem you. He wants to set you free. That's what he came to do, to set us free from the bondage, from the lies, to set us free. So wherever you're at, maybe, maybe if you are a Christian, right, hey, you are on the side of truth. Remember Jesus said, hey, everybody who sides with me sides with truth. So maybe you are a Christian. Maybe you're walking with Jesus and the water's a little bit muddy. But hey, yes, Jesus, I'm walking with you, but the water's a little bit muddy. And tonight, we're gonna worship again. So tonight, pray to him and ask him, like, Jesus, I'm with you. I got this, but these chains right now, I need you to set me free. That's what he does. And maybe if you're not a Christian, maybe if you're on the other side, and you're like, hey, bro, I don't even know about this Jesus thing. I don't know what I'm doing. You don't have to know about the Jesus thing to know about sin. And you could probably testify to trying to live your truth right now, and it's probably not working out. That maybe you are hurt, you're shamed, or maybe you're just loving life right now, trying, you're, you're exploring, trying these 50 different things to make you happy, and it's just like an endless chase, and it's never going to happen. You're never going to be satisfied. And again, I'm sorry if you bought that lie. I truly, truly am. Living your truth is terrible advice. And I pray tonight, if you want to be set free, because Jesus said, hey, I am the way, the truth, and the truth sets you free. That's what he said that Jesus is the one who sets us free. Not the way you live your life, not your truth, not my truth. My truth doesn't set you free. Our, our social media's truth doesn't set you free. Getting drunk's truth doesn't set you free. Dating around, sleeping around doesn't set you free. Like the culture's version of truth does not set us free, which is why we're just running to more chains to be put on our back. We're trying to live that way. Tonight, I encourage you, and if you want to be set free, if you want these chains off of you, if you want to start living in truth, walking with Jesus, there's no magical formula. There's no magical, we, we talked about it like three weeks ago with the thief on the cross. Like there was no baptism. There was no magical moment. He didn't have to go to a mission trip and do all this. It was simply repenting and believing in Jesus, of, of acknowledging who you are. Saying, hey God, I'm a sinner. I've tried living my truth and it's not working. Like acknowledging who you are and acknowledging who Jesus is. Like, God, I know who I am as a sinner. I put my faith in you. I repent and I confess in my sins. Please come and be in my heart. Come live with me. I want to live with you. It's simply acknowledging who you are and acknowledging who Jesus is. There's no, like, magical potion or verse. It's like, boom, then it happens. It's just like simply saying, God, I'm sorry. I've tried living my life this way. I've tried even running from you. And I want to confess these sins. Would you please forgive me? 
ask you into my heart. I ask you to come fill me. So if that is you tonight, I pray. To fight for yourself. All right, love yourself enough to fight for yourself and not trying to chase the world. Or maybe, like I said, again, if you are a Christian, you're walking with Jesus and the water's a little bit muddy, man, confess. You're not meant to walk around with those chains. You're not meant to walk around with 50 different versions of truth. You're meant to walk with one truth. Like I said, man, there's no magical potion. I'm not gonna ask you to raise your hand to stand up. Or you guys are all big boys and big girls. Like this is a moment with you and Jesus. When we're worshiping, you can pray. You say, hey God, like, hey, I wanna give my life to you. I wanna confess, like that is, that is up to you. I pray you make that choice. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you for this moment to gather here tonight. Thank you for being truth. Thank you for being a source of truth that we can turn to, a way that we can live our life after. Thank you for being the truth that sets us free, free from lies, free from sin, free from shame, from hurt. You set us free. Jesus, I pray you set us free tonight. You know everybody in here. You know all their names. You know all their thoughts. You know what's going through their mind right now, what's, what they're feeling in their heart. Jesus, I pray you set us free tonight. In your name we pray.